Welcome to Elementor Talks, a podcast that airs innovative voices from the world of marketing, design, and development. Listen to experts exploring best practices and learn how to build better websites. Greg Karelitz is the global manager of HubSpot for Startups. He began at HubSpot in 2013 as a business development representative, and six years later, having filled various growth positions, he joined the HubSpot for Startups team as its first business development manager. In this podcast, Greg explains why and when you need to use CRM, describes the first steps of email automation, and shares tips on planning your sales journey the right way. Welcome to another episode of Elementor Talks, and today I have a huge privilege to talk to Greg Karelitz from HubSpot. Greg, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Ben, the pleasure is all mine, and I'm honored to get to be on Elementor Talks, so thanks for having me. Yeah, and we first met at WordCamp Europe. That's right, yeah. That was, uh, that was fun getting to sit down with you and Svi and a couple other of the Elementor squad, so uh, look how far we've come now. Definitely, yeah. It's, I'm sure it's just the first step because you're a huge company, HubSpot, and a very interesting one, so I really am eager to pick your brains. And Greg, you're the global head of partnerships of WordPress at HubSpot. That's the full title, right? That's it. It's a, it's a mouthful, but uh, that, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what my role is over here and been doing it for the last five or so months. And it's been uh, an awesome journey so far. Well, you actually had an interesting journey uh, all, all the way six years ago when you started HubSpot. Can you tell us a bit about it? Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've, in the last six plus years, I've actually had five different roles at HubSpot. And I think that's a, a credit to the, the company. It's, when I first started, it was about 500 employees, all mainly located in Cambridge, just outside of Boston. Now, I think it's almost 4,000 employees globally. I don't know ex- the, the exact number is nowadays, but it's, it's getting up there. I first started at HubSpot as an entry-level salesperson called a business development representative. In school, I had studied computer science, and I actually remember interviewing for the role here at HubSpot, and they're like, computer science, why sales? <laughs> and I, I don't think I actually had a very good answer for it, but I wanted to learn how businesses actually make money and generate revenue and help customers and get to understand what the problems are that, uh, that the market and, and the folks inside the market are actually observing. So I did that for about 18 months, then went on to be a full uh, sales executive for about another 18 months. Then I had a great privilege of helping uh, build the early stepping stones to what's called HubSpot for Startups. Did that for about three plus years, ended up managing a global team of, uh, of about 10 business development managers working with venture capital firms, accelerators and incubators all around the globe. And then five months ago, having another privilege to get to build and, and really understand how we can satisfy more WordPress powered websites and businesses to help them grow their own businesses. So I've been learning a lot over the last six years. And uh, there's, there's never been a boring moment, that's to say the least. And it's, it's super fun getting to work with and learn about different markets and, and, and customers of ours and, and see what we can be doing here at HubSpot to help them in their growth journey. So uh, that's been a little bit of a background on, on the path over the last six years. Well, HubSpot is really a, a company that you can't miss these days. You're really everywhere and your uh, growth has been really amazing to watch. And originally, you, it was more 
I would say medium-sized uh, agencies that uh, uh, marketing agencies that were uh, uh, connected to it. How I mean, how does a small business or a WordPress-based business connect to 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 HubSpot? Yeah, and and I think the it's it's a great question. And I'll first start off with like a little bit of the journey around our own product. The way that our executives talk about HubSpot and and clearly articulate it is we started off as first just basically a single product that was our marketing product that was like a, a suite of tools. Mm-hmm. We've now evolved into being a multi-suite of tools that is not only marketing, but CRM, sales, and customer services tools. And now our, our latest journey in the evolution of HubSpot again is now we've become a platform where there are 300 plus other companies all integrating with, on top of, and pulling information from HubSpot, where HubSpot becomes the, the center of gravity for knowing everything about your contacts and customers. So if, if we were to think about what mid-sized agencies were doing with us a long time ago when we started the agency partner program, which has evolved into being very different today, it was helping agencies change their business models from being basically just like a, okay, we're going to be project-based and charge a customer and help a customer for you know, X amount of dollars for a given project to be more retainer-based, which adds value to the customer over a much longer period of time. That also gives the agency creative freedom to focus on multiple parts of the business all at once. Because today, sales, marketing, and services are all very intertwined. So to say that you're just a marketing agency today, I think can actually put you into a corner that you might also be able to satisfy sales and customer services today because the skill sets aren't vastly different and that's what the business needs. So today we have multiple tracks of our agency partner program from sales consultants all the way through to really large marketing agencies that are helping with branding and messaging for big businesses. Um, and also now what we're coming out with and really starting to, to add value to around are the freelancers and small agencies as well to help them satisfy their customer in a new way that's not just project-based, but more ongoing, uh, where you can actually make a real big impact in the businesses that are your clients today. So it's evolved a lot over the last six years since I've seen it. And, and now what we're trying to do is make sure we're talking to the different types of freelancers and different types of agencies and solution partners, help them satisfy their customers, which should ultimately satisfy their business too. So I think you, you've brought a lot of efficiency. I know because uh, we've also thought about uh, implementing uh, different CRMs and your name, of course, came up along with huge companies like Salesforce. So now I would say it's a trend that follows the Elementor, the Elementor journey in, in a lot of ways because there's a new industry, uh, which is the one-man show or... Uh, you know, the jack of all trades, the person that a one, one person can really have an entire, uh, you know, one-man agency. So how, how does it happen? Like, what's the tipping point for this person to decide, yes, I need a CRM, I need uh, marketing automation? Another great question. You're coming out with all of them today, Ben. <laughs> it's, a, it's an awesome question. And I think those jack of all trade personas and those, those people that can do design, marketing, operations, those are the, the people that are making huge impact because now 
inside of a business, whether they're an employee of that business or if they're their own freelancer helping businesses, they can touch multiple avenues inside of a company. And those people today are also the ones that are seeing the, the disconnection between marketing, sales, and services that I think leads them to their journey of, of not necessarily just wanting a CRM, but a record of truth that basically merges their marketing, sales, and customer services. And what I mean by that is they want to know what people are looking at on their website, not just going into Google Analytics and seeing that one page is getting a lot of traffic today. Mm. They want to know what those people are actually looking at that leads them to, to buy. Like, is this person looking at my pricing page? And then can I see that my customers today have looked at that pricing page and have converted much higher than people that haven't. And then they're starting to use that in their sales process and their operations and teaching their team about that. And then they're also taking it one step further and now saying, okay, I have these customers. Are they looking at a particular blog article? Or are they watching a, a, a video on our website that leads to them actually adopting our product, solution, or good at a much higher rate? And are they happier customers for that? So what a CRM today is, is not just a container and a database for your contacts and your customers. I truly believe that it's the lifeblood to understanding how you can make more happy customers and keep them much longer. So these jack-of-all-trades people today are the ones that are at actually the intersection of marketing, sales, and services that can come in and, and add real efficiency, like you mentioned, into a business today by saying, hold on, let's take a big step back and let's actually look at what we're trying to do to help these people and see if there's any common threads that we can pull on and, and try to implement that across all of our other customers or all of our other prospects to see if we can actually move them across the process in a way that they want to be, be tailored to. And, and today, that's what a CRM is, is not only just the database, but enabling businesses to understand who and what and where they're taking their actions. And that's the whole mission to helping customers grow better is give them more transparency, make their customers happier and put it all into a place that's very easy to use. Well, I have a few follow-up questions for that. Uh, first of all, marketing automation. I mean, how does it work? I mean, how can someone get started? If I, let's take an, a, a used case of someone that builds websites for one year, let's say, and they want to start utilizing marketing automation. What, what are the crucial first steps here? Yeah. So the first step to actually getting your, 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 your hands inside of marketing automation, it's not a scary one. It, it sounds like it might be, but it's really not, is the first step is understanding who your customers are and what they're doing. So for us at HubSpot, um, especially with WordPress powered businesses, we've created a plugin that you can search for and install for completely free. Um, that's our WordPress plugin, the HubSpot WordPress plugin that when it's connected to your website, um, anytime anybody downloads any form on your website and it integrates with Elementor, Gravity Forms, and a whole nother of them um, without having to actually integrate at all, it just sits right on top of them and listens. Anytime anybody submits a form across your website, you now know inside of HubSpot who that person is based upon their email address and all the pages they've ever viewed. That's step one is, actually getting context on what your folks are doing across your website. Step two is taking it one step further and now saying, okay, I know more about this person. Is there something that I can share with them, 
whether it be via email or even advertising today um, on Google or Facebook or, or LinkedIn, is there something that I can give to them that's going to make them come back and want more from us? So for example, if somebody comes by and actually downloads Elementor free and starts using it, maybe there's now an opportunity to see all the, the videos and pages they go to on your awesome blog or YouTube channel to start saying, oh, this person's looking for background images. If you know they're looking for background images because you have that context, you can then send them an email or just retarget them on an ad that gives them super relevant context to either background images or something in line with background images that gives them more, that makes them happier and better at using your product. And that's where email marketing tied into HubSpot or you can even integrate it with MailChimp or other email tools uh, for completely free comes really nicely and handy because you can now start talking to people in multiple channels. And that's the whole goal of marketing automation is add value wherever these people are living today. And that's not just on your website. And let's say if I build websites uh, for uh, dog groomers and for carpenters, these are my two niches for, for some uh, reason or other. I can actually uh, direct, create one list of emails, uh, email blasts for uh, one niche and another different one for the other niche and sort of uh, target my persona this way. That's exactly right. You want to get hyper specific with your list building. We've made it very easy for people to do list segmentation just on the pages that they viewed or if they're a customer or not. Um, or if they viewed your, your, uh, your dog grooming page instead of your uh, construction page, um, you want to make sure that you're giving them the relevant information that's, that's helpful to them, not the uh, just generic information that a lot of businesses are doing today, which is why unsubscribes are probably at an all-time high. And this actually integrates with your whole site. I mean, with your thank you pages and uh, your landing pages, it doesn't matter uh, wh where the, the, the customer touches with your website and your business. It, it works with every page across your whole entire website and HubSpot will listen to every single page view that they've ever had so that if somebody comes back and views your pricing page, it gets that, that individual gets automatically added to the viewed pricing page list. So you don't have to do anything. It's just algorithm, algorithmically set up by you very easily. And then those people that meet those criteria automatically join that list. It's very simple. And let's talk about the, the next step because I know that a lot of people that, uh, who build websites have, have problems uh, you know, setting the right resources to do proper sales process. So how can uh, thinking about, uh, you know, using CRM and uh, utilizing its tools can help this, uh, this sales cycle? Yeah, I get this question a lot. And I think sales for a lot of freelancers, small agencies, or even these jack of all trades people can sometimes be a little bit of a, of a black box. But if we take a giant step back and we actually think about what sales is, it's a pretty defined process in which your customers want to engage with you on. And so the analogy that I always like to use, and Ben, I don't know the last time you went to a museum or even maybe even a movie theater. When was the last time you went to a movie theater or a museum? And we can actually use this as our example. I think like 10 years ago. <laughs> okay. Well, so, and I'm not a big movie goer, but I want to be a big museum goer. And the first thing that happens when you walk into a museum, the same way the first thing that should happen when somebody comes by your website 
is you're basically walking into and seeing a big map. Usually there's a big, oh yeah, yeah, you know, a big map that's highlighted where you want to go. So if I want to go to the King Tut exhibit, I know it's in uh, on A3, Section A, Floor Three, and I can go right there and have no problem. I visited a zoo. It's it's similar. Same thing. Same with the movie theater. You buy a ticket for the new Batman movie. It's in theater 13, right? Yeah. So it, they basically give you your guide on where you have to go. Sales is actually the same exact way. What we want to do is map out the step-by-step that we want our customers to actually take and see if it's the right step-by-step. The same way that when we go to a museum, they lay out a map and a guide and tell us where to go and how to get there. The same thing with sales. And arguably, we want to flip it upside down a little bit is by knowing what your customer is looking for and knowing what the pain points that your customer has, let's make that the first thing they see when they come by your website. So for example, if if you're a small agency working with dog groomers, you probably don't want to have your first call to action be contact us, Mm. right? You probably want your first call to action on your website to be how to grow your dog grooming business. Yeah, right? definitely. Because now you're giving that person the first step in their journey. Then when they come by that page on your website and maybe give you a little bit of information around them, we have to then help them along their journey. So this should lead us to more questions that we want to ask in our sales process. That might be something along, along the lines of like, how's your business growing today? So the first step in a sales journey, if you're, if you're selling to more complicated business, not e-commerce, is to evaluate and explore with your customer. And typically, the four things that I like to challenge businesses on and give as a, as a great stepping stone for folks today to really take into their own playbook is what we call GPCT, goals, plans, challenges, and timeline. So on that first call you might have with somebody, that's your explore call, if we're talking to that dog grooming business, We want to understand what their goals are. Maybe they're hitting their goals. In that case, you probably can't really help them. Or maybe their goals aren't set correctly. But if their goal is to walk 100 dogs and they're only at 20, the next step is to understand their plans for doing so. So how do they plan to get from 20 dogs to 100 dogs? And this is where you really start to learn around what that individual or what that business is thinking about their game plan actually being. So to dig deeply into those goals and understand why those goals are what they are, Then you move on to challenges. So how are you going to achieve hitting and getting to 100 dogs to walk? Most cases, and this is where you can really start to add value, is when people come up with things that might be ludicrous examples to get to 100 dogs. Or what they might say is, you know, and I actually don't know how to get from 20 to 100, which is why I'm talking to you. This is the moment in the sales process when you're actually not a salesperson. I'd push back. You can't sell anything today. What you can do is help people buy things. So this is where you have to bring your expertise into the process and say, hey, look, we've actually worked with dozens of other dog walkers before, and they've had the same exact problems where they're not getting found online or the people that they're actually working with might have friends that have dogs also. Have you talked to them before? And you start to give them different ways to think about their business. And then when you back into the goals, the plans, the challenges, and then you actually ask them when would they like to hit 100 dogs by or walk 100 dogs by, maybe if they say in a couple months, now you start to go back into the planning. How are you going to get to 100 by then? And this is where you start to figure out in your sales journey the same way along a map. Well, I have to go up these stairs. I have to take a left. I have to take a right. I have to walk straight through this other exhibit. Is the same exact process that businesses have to do today in their sales journey and make it all about their customer and what that customer is trying to achieve. 
So put a map to your process. Typically it goes explore call and then an adding value conversation. I like to break those up into different meetings and maybe then call that a demo of some capacity or a, a, a strategy call. And then it's into negotiations and agreement. Typically there's a price point that you have to charge people or that you're asking for if that fits into the person's goals and plans or maybe if they can make allocated budget to it, then you're in a really good spot to, to add value to them, help them achieve their goals, and also make a good customer for your end and keep them happy and with you for a really long time. So I hope that simplifies a little bit around how to demystify sales and put a map to your process that leads the customer and helps guide the customer to their end result. So these are four different meetings that uh, you set up? So in that first meeting, the exploratory call, I like to call it, is where you want to discover the GPCT. Mm, if yeah. there's not a pain, if there's not a challenge, you should probably not move on to that adding value conversation. There's no point to try to force a sale. You can't sell anything to anybody. You can help them buy. So I like to break up the sales process from as simple as it can be is, you know, exploratory call to then an adding value or demonstration to then formulating an agreement to either winning the deal or that person not signing up. So usually there's, call it five stages, explore, demonstration, negotiation, closed customer, meaning they, they signed up with you, or a lost customer, meaning that they decided not to move forward with you. Mm -hmm. And how important is it that the client actually gives you the, the goals? Because if I've built 10 dog grooming uh, websites before, my instincts would be, hey, I've worked on this before. Here are your goals. You don't know your goals. Here are your goals. There's a, there's a common phrase that um, you, can, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't have it drink or something along those lines, right? Yeah. Ideally, what you need to do is be that guide. You can't tell them the problems to their business because they need to discover it themselves. And that's where being a, a salesperson or a consultant really adds a lot of value is you have to come in and ask really good questions about their business. Otherwise, you don't know what they're really trying to achieve. And, and that's where being curious and open-minded and asking questions helps you accomplish your own goals while helping them achieve theirs. I think that one of the misconceptions that uh, in, in this industry, this, you know, it's a very new industry, uh, having uh, digital nomads build websites from their uh, salon. I think the misconception is, okay, how can I be the most efficient and get a website out as fast as I can and, and maybe charge as, as, as little as I can? And I think there's a shift going on that people are understanding the importance of this uh, process, uh, doing uh, strategy work before, so the actual the result is not just a nice looking website, but actually one that uh, produces results and value for for the business. A hundred percent, and and I think this is where the hats are off to you guys. Is Elementor and all of your theme partners have made it very easy to build a beautiful, responsive website maybe even in a day. So to come out with a beautiful website today, you guys have made it so easy for people to do that. But the, having a beautiful website doesn't just get you new customers. Yeah. You need to have more to a process. You need to have people find you organically through Google. You need to go do some outreach to people that you think might be your target audience and then do those goals, plans, challenges, and timeline where you can get conversations with people 
to then add value. And now this is the, the, the biggest secret. When you find out what those challenges that people have are, if you want to scale your own business and do it from a search perspective, is write a blog article that answers that challenge. Oh, yeah. Because if because if other if if you're interacting with a customer who's got a real challenge, your 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 bet is probably there are dozens to thousands of people that have that same problem, and now is your opportunity to build thought leadership and to pull people in via Google from searching for these things. Like, how do I increase my dog walking business? This is definitely a big aha moment for for me when I understood that. I mean. There's so much you can do. I mean, there's a big buzz today on keyword research, but there's so much more you can understand and dissect and become a thought leader if you utilize these conversations, one-on-one conversations, and get insights that only only the, this this personal connection can can bring. Exactly. And this goes back to the beginning part that we were talking about with WordPress and marketing automation as well is let's say you actually write a really good blog article on how to grow your dog walking business. Now when people find you on Google and you give them a good call to action that's download the guide or whatever it may be, guess what you now know? That that person viewed that page, so now you can infer that that person has that problem. Yeah. Right, and then this leads right back into that marketing automation conversation we were talking about. This leads right back into that sales conversation we were talking about. Because now you have context to that person's business. Hey, you know, Jamie, it looks like you viewed our blog article, how to increase your dog walking business. Is that something you're trying to do? And I just want to complete the picture because after you write all of these things down and do the customer research and and follow the uh, your client all the way until they, you know, they pay you, there's actually a big thing that you can do in terms of service because even if you go back to the same system a year later, you can run through and, and read the whole history and better understand if they, if they contact you again a year later, where they were, what are their, their goals, and, uh, you know, and manage to give them the, a much better service that is uh, smart. That's the magic today. And what we want to do, our whole goal here at HubSpot is to make that magic very easy and actionable for small businesses and medium-sized businesses to actually implement. So can you give an example of how uh, this can help you in terms of uh, giving service? Oh man, yeah. So I, I think today, and, and a lot of businesses have gotten really good at this, is the customer acquisition component may not actually be the difficult part. And if we if we look at Elementor, you guys have added so much value in your free tool that there are millions of websites using you guys without paying you a single dollar today. Yeah. What's, re- what's really cool to see now is I think Elementor Pro, and, and now I'm a, I'm a big advocate of it and I've, I'm a subscriber across all my websites on it, is now when you have the ability to use forms or the ability to add extra added benefits to your, to your website just by upgrading for $50 a year, I think that this is the opportunity now where customer acquisition and getting users isn't the hard part, but understanding who those users are that are great fits for you uh, that can actually lead to paying money is the hard part. So the, what businesses can do today, so I think there's a big shift in, in business models, is give more to your users for free 
and then come up with those areas that you can implement um, to, to upgrade them. So if we go back to the dog walking business, for example, I think a really easy way to acquire a customer in a dog walking business would be the first week of our walks are completely free, no obligations. Yeah. So if you like us, then they stay with you. And now that becomes great customer service is when your tool, your good, your service adds real value and you remove the friction for people to try you, then you start to create an opportunity to get people to actually pay you and become happy before they even give you a dollar. And that today, I think, is the shift that businesses have to take because we're all very apprehensive to fill out a form. We're all very apprehensive to give you any credit card information until the business adds value to us. And I, I do believe that that's why marketing, sales, and customer service are now so alight, uh, uh, tightly aligned is because what was otherwise a customer service function of taking a user and, and continuing, continuously making them happy is actually now a sales function. And sales is also customer service by keeping people. So if you take a step back and look at your business today, there might be some things on your customer service side that you're totally neglecting and you might be losing customers and it's easier to keep a dollar than it is to get a dollar. So I would, I would challenge these businesses out there who may be listening to this to actually look at your, your strategy to say, are we acquiring the right amount of customers and are they the right ones? And how are we doing in keeping them happy? Because happy customers talk to other people in their market and tell them about your product, services, and goods. Like I tell everybody about Elementor. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes the cycle go round and round is happy customers. And it's not too soon to start. If you don't even have a customer, go get one happy customer. If you have a million, try to make all those customers as happy as possible. That's true. And I think that if it used to be the realm of big companies thinking about customer, customer service and customer success, now. Uh, people running uh, their their own personal uh, freelance business can utilize the same tools, which is really amazing because of the simplifications of of uh, great tools like like HubSpot. Uh, I want to touch on uh, one last topic, which is I mean the friction in terms of this kind of methodology. You know, working with process and 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 marketing automation used to be the realm of of uh, you know, marketing savvy uh, professionals. And I think it was less accepted in WordPress. And I think this is the shift that is starting to to happen. As someone who handles this, I mean, this is your, your main focus, the, the WordPress industry. How do you see it changing? Like, how do you see this whole, uh, you know, this whole, um, I would say, change of balance? Because WordPress used to be, you know, all about, small businesses and blogs and, and uh, le less so heavy marketing uh, tools? Yeah. I think that there's two answers. The, the first one um, is, I think to your point earlier of building beautiful websites today isn't the challenge, but actually making them work harder for your business is, is I think people are starting to realize that. The challenge is today is if you go and you search plugins inside of WordPress and you search forms tool, or if you search live chat, or if you search how to speed up my website with like a speed enhancement plugin, mm -hmm. there are so many out there. Oh yeah. Right. So where do you even begin? And I think this is where we're starting to see a little bit of a consolidated effort into these businesses that are already at the top 
to make their products better, stronger, and faster, and also more integrated. And what I mean by that, and this is how I believe the, the future of WordPress will look like from a balance of small businesses and blogs to more so real freelance agencies of all different sizes um, and, and for, for businesses that are doing it in-house as well, is the integration of your forms tool with your website, with your CRM, with your email marketing tool, with the analytics that you have, all have to be combined and make it very easy. And that's what we're setting out to try to accomplish. And it's, it's a pretty lofty goal. But what we want to do is we're building integrations or asking businesses to also build integrations with us so that our joint customer is more happy. So for example, Gravity Forms is one of the premier, if not the premier, Forms plugin in WordPress. They have millions of websites using their Forms tool, and they've become the best at it, arguably, one of the best. And we've been speaking with Gravity Forms and saying, what do your customers need after a form is completed? And now they're starting to really look at that. They have MailChimp as an integration. They just built in, are, are featuring the HubSpot add-on. Because now the goal is we want to encourage our HubSpot customers that are also using Gravity Forms or exploring a Forms tool that may be outside of HubSpot's Forms tool to feel comfort in going to Gravity Forms to integrate their marketing suite all together. The same thing with Elementor. If you're using Elementor Forms, Elementor Forms automatically integrate with HubSpot for completely free so that if people are building a beautiful website with beautiful forms on it, those businesses can now make them actionable. The same thing with reporting, the same thing with email marketing. Today, if you have 10 different plugins that do, that do 10 different things, I think in a year from now, you might have three plugins that do 15 different things. Oh, so yeah. I think as things progress in these big businesses in the space or bis biggest plugins get better and better and better, they're going to easily add more value to their customer and the next level of integration makes it so that their customers and the other businesses' customers can now work together um, and become that same customer and get even more value just by using two tools rather than 20. Gregory, it's, it's such a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I mean, I, I already I got so, so much uh, insights and I'm sure my, our audience uh, as well. How can people reach you and, and uh, you know, learn more about... Uh, the, the stuff we, we've been talking about. Yeah, so I don't know if, if, uh, if hopefully the, the listeners have learned a bit today. I, I, I hope so. Um, the, the place that I go to learn a lot is HubSpot Academy. So if, you, if, if the listeners go and, and type in academy.hubspot.com, they'll get a whole laundry list of super in-depth courses. There, and, 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 and there may be some exciting things coming out around WordPress in the near future. But uh, ideally, you go and you learn there to, to learn sales, marketing, and services. You can go to Ahrefs, which is an awesome SEO tool. They have an academy that I've, I've really started to look at there. If people care to ask questions and if, if I can help, uh, you can find me on Twitter at G-Karelitz, K-A-R-E-L-I-T-Z. Feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, we're going to be at WordCamp US and all the WordCamps hopefully moving forward for a long time. And, and we love to hear what people are challenged with and trying to accomplish and see if we can recommend solutions, whether it be even just a strategy, not even a product, to help them grow their own businesses. So I hope that answers that question. But there's a lot of ways to find people today and a lot of ways to find information. And I would say Academy, HubSpot Academy is a great place to start. And then if you're interested in our WordPress plugin, um, you can Google HubSpot WordPress plugin and download it for free and 
GitHub spot for free and have it integrate with Elementor and all uh, a bunch of other products today. So I hope those are good places for folks to go to. And if they have more direct questions, I'd be happy to answer anything. Um, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever is easiest for folks. Thanks, Greg. And um, I'm sure that uh, we are going to do more amazing things together. I mean, both our, our companies uh, are growing, so it's, there, there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, and of course, we'll, we'll also be there in uh, WordCamp US. So hopefully we'll, we'll see you uh, there. Uh, I think it's been uh, really uh, amazing and interesting to talk. And I think if there's one thing that I'd like the, uh, the audience to, to take away uh, from this talk is uh, the, the importance of uh, having the all-around understanding of uh, business strategy and the marketing and sales strategy. Uh, and I think uh, you're doing a great job in, in this field. Well, thank you. And you guys are a role model for it in all fields is the content you guys put out and the way you help customers today is very special. So thank you to, to Elementor and the team over there. And we're excited to work more closely with you guys and hopefully satisfy more of the folks listening to the podcast here. So thanks for having me on the show. Great. We'll talk soon. Take care, Ben. Take care.